Hello and welcome. I am back from my nearly six weeks of travels around the world and jumping in to record a few podcast episodes. What a whirlwind six weeks it's been. Incredible to meet with our members in, in London, to run our female fusion retreat in Mykonos, to speak at the Kajabi conference, um, to go on my own mastermind with my mastermind where we had a cruise on the Mediterranean, and then to wrap everything up in Australia where I had the opportunity to speak at Tina Tower's annual retreat and also took part in it as well and then had a breakfast for some of our members in Sydney. And it was a little bit cold in Sydney. Uh, they were in the middle of winter and it was a little bit cold. And so I remember when I flew back to Dubai, I was so excited to walk out of the airport and experience 40 degrees heat. I know, super strange, aren't I? I know, even though I was born in Canada, I think I was meant to be born in the desert. So I've been back in the UAE, back in Dubai for about a week now, just getting caught up and ready to hit the ground running for July. So excited about all the different things we're offering for Female Fusion and our members. And if you're a member of Female Fusion, You'll get to hear about those over the, the coming weeks as well. We're doing some big changes and some big initiatives, which I'm so excited about. You know, my view is we go big or we go home. And so I've got some big ideas that we're going to share and implement with, with our members. But do you know, one of the things I'm always asking questions, and I think that's really important in business that you're always asking your customers questions. And I'm always asking questions from our members and we are doing one of our big biannual surveys with our members where we normally, we normally get about five or 600 responses to our surveys from our members just to hear from them about what, what they need in their business, what their struggles are, what they wish that they, they would be able to do better in their business. But then also as well, information about female fusion and what we're offering and what they love and what they wish that we could do less of, more of, uh, all of those sorts of things. So I'll have information about that soon. But one of the things that stood out and it stands out every time I ask questions, every time we do surveys, is that one of the top things that people say to me is that they are frustrated that they're not making Enough and I see that how frustrating that can be, but also I see it from the other side because I see hundreds and hundreds of businesses and I see what works and what doesn't work. And I often see that small tweaks that we can make in our business, tiny changes that we can make can increase our revenue. And a lot of times it's already there. It's already there within our business. We just need to change the way that we're, we're doing something or change the way that we're thinking to be able to increase the money that comes into our business. So today, I want to talk about ways that you can stop leaving that money on the table and start getting more money within your business. So I'm going to look at how 
a business can not only better serve their customers, but look at creating more sustainable revenue streams. So ones that are going to be consistently coming into your business. So if you're ready to talk about that, and I think this episode is going to be quite popular this time because who doesn't want to have more money in their business? So let's go and dive into how we are going to look at increasing the revenue in our business and stop leaving money on the table. Hi there, I'm Jen Blandos, the founder of Female Fusion. I've been an entrepreneur for over 20 years with experience in building seven-figure businesses and working around the world. Originally, I'm from Canada, but I've been living in Dubai for the past 14 years. I've created this podcast to share my insights and expertise as a global entrepreneur and help other women start, build, grow, and scale their businesses. You'll also hear from some of the world's top experts and female entrepreneurs who will inspire and motivate you to achieve your business goals. So join me as we explore all that the world has to offer and build the business of your dreams. Let's get started. Are you leaving money on the table? Do you feel that within your business that there are maybe some leaks within your business or things that you could be doing to maybe bring in a bit more money? So I'm going to give you a bit of a list and then I'm going to go into detail on one big one I see as a huge opportunity for a lot of businesses. But first, I'm going to give you a bit of a list of nine different areas that maybe you could look at. And then number 10, we're going to go deep on this as well. So the first thing, I think where businesses maybe get stuck and are leaving money on the table is that you can be undervaluating your product or your service. So that means, and I see this happens more with women than guys. This is where we need to stand in our power and look at how much we are charging for our product or our service. So it means that we have analyzed the market rate and we are pricing ourselves along with the market rate. Now, if you were brand, brand new, oftentimes you need to be a little bit cheaper than the market rate to get in there and to, to build up your customer base. But if you sell your prices too low, it means that you're missing out on extra money. The other thing as well is if you fail to adjust your pricing based on market demand or the market situation or competition can also lead to missed revenue potential. So what does that mean? Um, globally, prices have gone up over the past year, right? And a lot of businesses, especially if you have a product-based business, have increased costs. So material costs, shipping costs, any of these sorts of things to, to have your product. And a number of businesses still have kept their prices lower. But, you know, your suppliers have increased their prices. Shipping costs have increased because fuel costs have increased. There's fuel sur surcharges. All of these things have increased, but you haven't adjusted your pricing. So if that's you, if that is an area that maybe um, you haven't increased your pricing, maybe you want to have a look at if you can increase your price. Also have a look at what the competition is doing to see where your pricing sits within the competition. Now, if you are the market leader, if you are number one, I speak about this all of the time as well, that there is nothing wrong 
with being the most expensive on the market. Because when you are the most expensive on the market as well, so long as your product or your service is at a high level to justify that, that you can also justify being expensive too. Now, another area I see is that sometimes small businesses can limit the way that they're selling. So they are limiting their sales channels. So they're not exploring a number of different ways that they can go and sell their product or their service. This is especially true for product-based businesses, but also service-based businesses too. One of the first things I would say, do you have an online platform that you can sell? I am so surprised by the number of people who are selling through just Facebook or Instagram and don't have their own website that they can sell from. If you are selling just from a social media platform or even from WhatsApp, I know that some people do that. The problem is that you run the risk of being at the mercy of those companies. If your account gets hacked, if they decide to shut things down, have your own platform that you're able to sell from. The other thing as well is that some businesses can sell from third-party platforms. If that works for you, look at how you're able to go and do that as well. But do not limit yourself to just one sales channel. Now, if you are a service-based business, this doesn't always make sense for you because oftentimes the work that you do is based on a proposal. You submit a proposal and then once it's approved, then you start delivering the work. But are there certain things that you do that maybe you could sell online that's something where somebody buys off the shelf and you instantly deliver or it's some sort of digital download or something like that, that you can have a different sales channel to do that. The other area that I see where businesses are lacking in um, upselling and cross-selling. So what does that mean? It means that if a customer buys a certain product or service, that you could offer something else to them as part of that as well. So uh, one business that we have in Female Fusion that I love and I buy from quite a bit is a company that sells toilet paper, uh, but it's eco-friendly bamboo toilet paper. It's called Bamboo U. And I really enjoy ordering from there because it's eco-friendly and it also looks pretty. And for me, anything that looks pretty, I'm all over that. So it is, I order it online, it gets delivered to my house and I buy that. But oftentimes as well, there's also an upsell with that about, hey, did you know that you can buy boxes of tissues and here are the boxes of tissues and they look really great? Or here is the kitchen roll that we have. Or did you know that there's a bundle that you can have with that as well? So it works great with products and pretty much give me a product and I will be able to brainstorm lots of different ideas that you could cross sell with. But the other thing as well, if you have a service, what other thing could you offer with that service? that could be a cross-sell as well. Number four way that you could be leaving money on the table goes to marketing and inadequate marketing strategies for your business. And I know that marketing is a frustration for so many small businesses, but I'm gonna give you some real talk here. If you are gonna have a business, there are certain things that you just you're going to have to do that's non-negotiable. And one of those is marketing. 
And you need to be consistent with your marketing and you need to have a strategy behind marketing. It is so heartbreaking when I see businesses that have such a cool product or such a cool service and they are the world's best kept secret because they don't tell anybody about it. So they're really missing opportunities to to let people know about what they're doing because they're not effectively marketing. Now, if you're in Female Fusion, we have a gazillion different courses on marketing and different bits of marketing that you could do. If you're not on Female Fusion, there are so many things that you can look at online and also as well that we have a number of downloads and areas within the blog that we'll leave in the show notes that you can access to get information to as well. But if you're going to have a business, you need to get good at marketing and you need to be consistently communicating to people. And you're doing yourself a disservice and you're doing your potential customers a disservice by not telling them about you. And I know some people get really uncomfortable with this and feel like, oh, I don't want to bother people. I don't want to over communicate with them. At the end of the day, if people don't want to hear from you, they can unsubscribe. They can look away. But so long as you're not pushing out emails two or three times a day, you're absolutely fine to go and do that. But you need to have a marketing strategy behind your business. And if you don't, you're leaving money on the table. And going hand in hand with marketing, number five is really looking at your social media. If you are not harnessing the power of social media to connect with your customers and promote your products and services, you're really missing out on revenue and growth opportunities. But you don't have to be across every single social media platform. Don't feel that you need to be on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn and TikTok and Pinterest and all of these different areas. You could absolutely smash it just even with one social media platform. It doesn't need to be all of them. For example, I know a lot of our businesses who are B2B businesses that they are absolutely smashing it with LinkedIn, that they find that LinkedIn is one of the number one tools or resources for them to to go and generate income from. And that's a really important thing for you to think about who your customers are and where to find them. Because when you connect with them over social media, it's just one of the many touch points for them to remember why they should be working with you and why you have a great product or why you have a great service. Number six, how many of you think about what you do once you have the customer? How many of you have customer retention programs? I say this all the time. The best source of new business is with your current customers. Don't go and spend all of your time trying to get new customers when you have people who are right in front of you, who know about you, who know about your business, and are most likely going to be willing customers. So when you neglect customer retention, it leads to lost repeat business. And if you can think about a way that you can have a customer retention program, that that ensures that you're going to have people coming again and again and again. Now, it doesn't mean that you need to constantly have discounts for people or you need to give them free stuff. It could be a 
a matter of sending a thank you or writing a thank you note and following up with people afterwards and letting them know that you appreciate them. There are so many different ideas for customer retention programs and you need to think about what's going to work for your business. But when you start to build that relationship with your customers, that they're going to feel much more willing to go and buy from you as well. And I find that the the businesses that I buy from, and I buy from as many female fusion businesses as I can, that the ones that really stand out for me are the ones that have customer retention programs and really think about how they can engage with me. And for small businesses, we actually have an advantage, right? That it's easier for us to really get to know our customers when we're smaller, when we have, you know, 10 customers, 50 customers, 100 customers, compared to when we might have thousands. So this is a great opportunity, especially if your business is a bit smaller, you don't have those thousands of customers to really understand them and what they want and build those customer retention programs. And then that aligns nicely with my number seven point, which is looking at upselling opportunities. So when you have those relationships with customers, even if you don't, that you can offer upsells for things. So you can offer upgraded or premium versions, products or services to customers who might be willing to spend more. So that could be something that you offer directly when you speak with them, or it could be using something like an upsell if people are buying online, that most online platforms will have upsell opportunities where you can offer somebody something extra as part of that. Or there's something as well called a downsell where you could offer them something to go along with that as well. So let's say, for example, I'm buying my online toilet paper, Lou Roll, if you're British. So I'm buying that, I go through the checkout, and then there's a little pop-up box that comes just as I'm about to press buy that says, hey, would you like to go and add on to that a six-pack of tissues? I'd be like, oh, look at those. That looks really pretty. Yes, okay, bang, I'm going to go and add that on. And so thinking about what products or services complement what it is that you're selling could mean extra revenue that you bring into your business. And it might seem small at the beginning, but when you add that on and so many customers are actually buying it, let's say even if 10 or 20% of customers buy those upsells or those downsells, that that extra revenue that you can bring into your business. So do really look at that and audit your business and look at what you can do to other upsell or downsell products or services. And it could be that you have a product-based business and then there's a service that you could add on to that as well. Another thing that you can look at, number eight, I push this all the time. I'm a big fan of this, collaboration. We are so much stronger together when we collaborate rather than compete. Have you looked at partnerships or collaborations that you can do with complementary businesses that you could look at how you could equally grow your audience, that you could introduce people to your business, to other people's businesses, and you can grow your business together? And I know, especially if you're newer in business, that this can seem a little bit scary. 
And I hear from some businesses, oh, I don't want to do that because they might steal my idea or they might try and copy me. But, you know, they're not. You do you. You focus on you. You have your audience. But if you have people who are similar in audience, why not share the love for another business and they can share the love for your business to their audience as well because it enables you to grow your audiences together and it allows you to get more customers quicker. And this is something that I wish that I had done sooner in my business as well. I didn't even know that this was a thing when I had started one of my other businesses. And we as women in particularly do this so well. And I think that this is really important to think about. Who do you know in your circle? Who do you know within Female Fusion? If you're a member within Female Fusion, either in the same city or country as you, or something globally as well. And look at ways that you can collaborate with people. And then number nine is when people don't look enough at repeat business and not prioritizing repeat business within their their company. Now, I spoke about having customer retention programs and having the, the customer loyalty, but what I mean by this is what can you do to ensure that those same customers are coming back again and again and again? Number 10 that I want to talk to you about is looking at how you can build into your business some kind of recurring subscription in your business. So either offering subscription-based products or services within your business that people can buy regularly. And this has really shown up for me because there are so many businesses that I buy from regularly and they don't have repeat subscriptions. And let me tell you, it, it just feels to me like such a missed opportunity for all of the different things that I'm buying within my home. I don't have time to go online every time I run out. I mean, I do. Um, but what happens sometimes is that if I run out of something and I don't have time to order, that sometimes I'll just end up going to the supermarket or just ordering something online that will be delivery within a couple of hours. But if I had that repeat subscription where I got an email or even a phone call saying, hey, Jen, just to let you know, you know, it's been one month and we have a repeat order from you. Can we send it? Are you ready? Or even just send it, depending upon what the product or service is, that if you as a business can do that, it is going to give you a much more predictable revenue stream. I love recurring subscriptions. And, you know, Female Fusion, we have a recurring subscription. If you're a member of Female Fusion, we have either monthly payments or annual payments. Membership is for a full year, but we do have a payment plan of over 12 months. And so that gives us an advantage that we know approximately what the minimum amount of revenue is that will come into the business. And it makes it just so much easier. It makes, you know, it makes our financial planning easier. It increases our customer lifetime value and it gives us the opportunity to really get to know our customers and build those long-term relationships. And for customers, they benefit from convenience, cost savings, 
because probably you might want to add on a bit of a discount for doing that, and a consistent supply of products or services. And that's a really important one for me. And it's interesting when I've spoken with businesses about this, that it's so, it's so obvious, but it's not being done. And I think sometimes it's because you haven't done it before. There is the fear of doing it. And one, maybe the tech fear. And, you know, we're going to have to get over the tech fear. The tech fear is just going to be there. And you're going to either have to do it yourself and work out how to do it. Or if you have the budget, throw some money at it and get a tech specialist to set it up for you. If you use Stripe and if you're in Female Fusion, we have this amazing deal that your first year of Stripe, your first 27,000 US dollars is fee free. So it's a savings of about 12 to $1,400. So that pays for your membership in itself right there. Um, so that is, that's a great savings right there that you end up saving the, the money with Stripe, but you can set up your recurring subscription in Stripe. Easy peasy right there. If you use a platform like Shopify, you can set up recurring subscriptions in Shopify as well. So how can you identify what could be a recurring subscription in your business? Well, the first thing is maybe look at what you have, either your product or your service. And are there any things that could be suitable for a subscription model? Do you have things that customers need on a regular basis? So that could be consumables like the toilet paper that I was talking about or dog food or cat food or um, cleaning products for your house. Those are kind of simple ones where everybody needs that right away. But are there other products that people are consuming? It could be food products, could be anything really that people might need. Could even be things like if you make journals and you know, they're ones that people are supposed to journal in every day. That is that something that after so many days or so many months that people would run out of those and they would need to order a new one. So just thinking about that, about what items that you have that could, could fit a subscription model. So then what you want to do is think about what different subscription tiers that you could offer and how that could address varying customer preferences and budgets. So you could offer different benefits or exclusive access to something or discounts or priority support or even bonus content of some kind. But what you want to do is you want to communicate the the value to your customers that they'll get from subscribing from that. And then what you want to do is you want to make it super, super easy to, to do, to sign up and to bill your customer. Now, I can think of three of our members right away where I buy products from them that I use regularly within my home, that if they contacted me today and they said, hey, Jen, we have a subscription service, and they sent me a link and said, sign up here, I would be one of the first ones to do it. Because it annoys me every single month that I have to sign into the website, remember my username and password. Well, I remember it because I use password saving software, but it's just a pain to go and remember exactly what it is that I had to order. Because pretty much it's the same order every single month. So if there's a way for you to go and make it user-friendly, 
people are going to sign up. And this is so easy to do. For all of you who are with Stripe already, super easy to do. Platforms that you have, if you're on Shopify, which most of us are, if you have a product-based business, Kajabi even has things like this. Get people to sign up and get the subscription from you. But just make sure that when you're thinking about this, that you consider what the subscription terms are, what the cancellation policy is, and if you're going to have any trial period. And you'll want to go and identify what those terms are because subscription terms can be a little bit frustrating as well that people forget what they signed up to. They forget how long the term is. And so you want to make that really clear what it is. So let's say, for example, if you are providing a discount, let's say for the toilet paper and you say you sign up for six months or 12 months, I will give you a 10% discount because that's a pretty sweet deal that you know that you're going to have that recurring revenue for the next year. Okay, that's fine. What if that person wants to cancel? Can they cancel? What if that person goes on holiday and they don't need it? How much time do they need to give you to put that subscription on hold? How is that going to work? You need to think through all of these things about what might happen. The other thing, annoyingly, which kind of happens as well, is that um, payments do fail. And so you need to think about how you'll, you'll manage that and do that. And make sure too that you are not going to send your, especially your product out or even deliver your service if you have failed payments. Now, sometimes it happens that people's cards have been hacked and they have had new cards issued and they need to update them in your in their system. Um, other times as well, it could be things like um, people, they have run out of money. They've overspent that month. You sometimes have that. Other times, one thing I've noticed that people do is to prevent any unauthorized use on their card that they will block their card until they have something to buy. They'll unblock it in their banking app and then re-block it again. And so you need to make sure that you're going to have the recurring money that will come through on the credit card. So it is a little bit of extra work. So do be prepared that you will need to, to do that. But once you get people signed up, you're used to having that billing process. It is recurring revenue. Now, some people say to me, they're like, oh, Jen, but you know, if I use something like uh, Stripe, it's 2.9% plus 25 cents per transaction or one dirham per transaction or 20p per transaction, depending upon what market you're in. At the end of the day, that's a cost of doing business. And even if you're losing 3 to 5% of that sale from credit card transaction fees, it means that you're having that revenue in your business and it's going into your bank account regularly. So I see that as a cost of doing business and don't worry so much about that. I'm more concerned about having easy use of a payment gateway for my customers, um, being able to have things like Apple Pay or Google Pay, any of these things, just to make it easier for customers to go and pay. And then the other thing as well is once you have people as subscribers, don't just forget about them. You need to think about how you can nurture them to have them feel special. So how can you nurture that relationship? Maybe it's they're going to get regular updates or exclusive content for something or maybe some personalized recommendations to keep them engaged. 
maybe let's say for example that you offer special perks or surprises to show that you appreciate their loyalty it's all of these little things that when you do that people don't want to leave i was talking to somebody the other day who was saying to me um that she buys her pet food from one of our members and she said to me she said i am so invested in buying my food from her because she took the time to call me up to understand what kind of dogs that I have, what the needs of my dogs are, and she gave me personalized recommendations about what I should be buying. I didn't understand what was the best food to be giving my dog, and she explained it to me, and she said because she did that, she said, I am a customer for life. And she said she cared about my dog and what my dog needs, that even if there's something that was a little bit cheaper, I would stay with her because she made those personalized recommendations and she took the time to understand me. So there is real benefit for really nurturing those relationships. But then when you have the subscriptions as well, don't just set it and leave it. You also want to look at your subscription metrics. So you want to look at things like churn rate. So churn rate re means how many people are canceling. So if you have a high number of people canceling, what is the reason for canceling? Also to be able to talk to them and find out customer satisfaction and then look at your revenue growth because you add on subscriptions, I'm pretty sure you're going to see an increase in revenue in your business. You're going to be happy. Your customers are going to be happy because you've saved them time. So always be looking at the data. I'm a big numbers person. I love being able to look at the data. But look at the areas that you can always be improving, talking to your customers, hear what works, what doesn't work, and you know, go and make it the very best subscription that you can go and offer. Now, recurring subscriptions, I'm a big fan of, and there are so many different businesses that you can add recurring subscriptions into, and it can be a real game changer. It's not gonna be for everyone, but it can help for a number of businesses, product-based businesses definitely, and also potentially service-based businesses as well. But when you really look about, you know, optimizing your customer journey, really thinking about the value that you can add, you are going to be able to create a win-win scenario, not only for your customers, but also for you and your business. So I would love to hear from you after you listen to this podcast episode. I'd love to hear about what ways that you've been leaving money on the table, what ways that you are going to be able to make changes in your business from my list of 10 that I've given you today. And if you think that subscriptions might work for you and your business, I would absolutely love to hear that. And I would love to have you share your link with us of your new subscription offering so we can see that as well thanks for listening to this week's episode of the podcast if you'd like to get on top of the numbers in your business why not download female fusions sme dashboard it's the tool that we use to track our progress in the business month on month and it helps us take the right business decisions in female fusion you can download it on femalefusionnetwork.com forward slash sme dashboard or you can find the link in the show notes.